Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, The Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of My Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. Here's some exciting news. Thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. Hope you enjoy listening and watching. Dr. Elizabeth, it's just wonderful to meet you, to meet a feline specialist and someone who is so devoted to the welfare, health, and and happiness of kitties everywhere. So welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. I didn't know you, but now I know you through Steve Dale and the, and the Wind Feline Foundation. I, I, I know that being a diplomat of the ABVP is a really big deal. Could you explain that to people so they understand that it's... It's hard enough sure. to be a vet, but then, as, but then this subspecialty and certification really matters. It does, and because there, and there, are, to be honest with you, there's fewer of a hundred of us in North America. Yes, and and it is quite a, a process, and and you have to have been in practice for at least five years. You take, you have papers to write. You have to submit an application to make sure that you're um, acceptable to even be considered. And then you write your papers, and once you've had those papers accepted, then you get to take the exam. Which is <laughs> and meanwhile, you've already got a busy practice, a busy cat-only practice. You're trying to manage your patients and your real life, and now you have to get this other certification because you care so much about behavior. Well, they're so fascinating. I yes. mean, let's face it. If they're, if, if for me, it is the, the depth of knowledge that, that really appeals to me. It's It's a knowing them so deeply that I can actually affect some real benefit to them. Um, it's just, it, it, it couldn't be more satisfying. Well, I'm, I'm always impressed by a doc who will go that extra distance, time, money, energy, devotion. You probably knew a lot of the things that you now practice, but to, to put it in, a, in an organized way and, and follow precepts that have been developed by many other vets and thinkers over the years must give you that extra edge when you come to those situations where cats have problems that are affecting their, their human cat interaction, but also maybe their, their future in that home. We're always talking about quality of life. Yes, you know? yes. And, and what, is it, what is it that a cat needs in order to have a full, enriched life? And, and the, knowing those things and being help, helping people learn them and learn who they're living with. You know, everybody I know, every uh, cat owner I've ever known has deeply loved their cat, but a lot of us don't understand them as well yes. as we need to. Yes, yes. And, and, and whereas dog people may not really understand their dog, they're convinced they do because of that different kind <laughs> of eye, eye contact and contact. And dog people are like, I got this figured out. And I think there's a humility about cat owners of knowing that they're living 
in a kind of state of grace that this animal has allowed them to share their life. But the mystery part, I mean, it is really the kind of uh, the driving force behind the Cat Film Festival that's traveling the country. And, and I hope to get it to Portland, Oregon, where you have your Chico Hospital for Cats. But the driving force is, is exploring this mystique, the feline mystique, and what 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 are they thinking? What are those kitties thinking? And, and how do we give them a quality of life that we have definitely taken away by bringing them indoors. We've also saved their lives, so, you know, a minor point, right? Well, you know, the truth is is that, that they haven't changed. You know, we have changed dogs and horses and cows yes, and pigs. Yes, As we domesticated them, they are dramatically different than they were in the wild. Cats, not so much. They are exactly who they were 10,000 years ago when all, when all they did was hunt mice because we were starting to store grain. Yes. But I can tell you that, that I know deeply and clearly how much cats are bonded to humans. In fact, I have a whole talk that I give to, to different audiences about how to know your cat loves you. Okay, let's hear it. I want to hear this. Well, the cats interact. You know how cats are bonded to one another, yes. and they demonstrate that, right, by, by grooming each other and by sleeping together and, and by rubbing up against one another. They, and when they do that to us, it's why it, I maintain that it's why cats love to be on counters because they want to get up close to us so that they can engage in those behaviors that demonstrate how bonded they are to us. The other, and and one of the best ones, even from a distance you can tell, is if your cat walks into the room and he's got his tail straight up in the air, he is really happy you're there. Oh, nice. So that's a really, that's a really good one. I, I wrote the cat Bible and there were some things in there about tail carriage, but that's a really interesting one because when the cat does enter the room and you've got that flagpole tail, I didn't, I didn't know that that was really like salute you, fella. I really like you, Mr. Human or Mrs. Human. That's really yeah, nice. And it's a way to do that from a distance. And all that yes. rubbing that they do on furniture is, is, is just a, a distraction or a way of, of, of getting that rubbing that they want from us. If they could just sit in our laps all day and do all those kind of behaviors, I think they, that and some play and hunting and they'd be, Good to go. Yeah, and, and some nice wet food. Let's talk about that rubbing, particularly when they're rubbing with their cheeks, because one of the, the topics that I've talked about over the years and have learned more about as time's gone on, and I, I imagine that a, a, as a certified behaviorist, you, you definitely use pheromones for kitties to make their environment feel more mellow to them and, and have them interact better with each other and, and even in litter box situations. Those cheek glands, as I understand it, but I'd love to know your understanding of it, there is a pheromone, an odor that we can't smell, and it's not exactly an odor because it's not taken in by the part of the brain that's that's really where a smell goes in, but a different part of the brain is a way of marking something as something loved or desirable or owned, and that the pheromone products, like Comfort Zone, which I'm proud to say is the the, the main sponsor now of the Cat Film Festival along with Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, is a way to introduce that, again, odor I know is the wrong word, call it a scent, into the cat's living environment with humans so that it, it increases their feeling of well-being and comfort. Now, is that said correctly? Well, I think that, I think that's, yeah, I think that's the main part of it, that is a main part of it, but, but let's back up a step and think about what cats do with their faces in the yes. wild. And they, they mark things in the wild, and it's part of their territorial behavior, right? Right. So cats are only happy when they feel safe. Interesting. And they can't, 
and 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 that safety is also part of that um, pheromone experience. It says this is an okay place for me to relax. Now let me ask you something: if if animals, and maybe this is a simplif- a ridiculous simplification, are either prey or a hunter, why? Would a cat be so worried about being unsafe if he is a predator? Well, two reasons. First of all, he's also a prey. Right. And in the wild, you know, I mean, I have lost, because I live in the foothills of northern California, I have lost patients to coyotes and, yes, and of all course. those kinds of animals. But the other part is other cats. Remember, right. cats are solitary hunters. Right. So if there is, a, if there is going to be any threat from anyone, it, it more likely would be another cat. That makes a lot of sense. So that that marking is both territorial, this is my territory, but then because it's my territory, it makes me feel good. When you have a cat-only practice, as I understand it, most feline-only practitioners, and one wishes that more of the mixed-species practitioners, have uh, use the, the pheromone diffusers in their exam rooms and often use spray on the table or even on the sleeves or hands of the vet or the techs. Is that right? Oh, yeah. In fact, we have a diffuser plugged in everywhere there's a cat. So in the treatment room, in dentistry, in boarding, in our new I-131 facility, um, there's pheromones plugged in everywhere. And you leave them plugged in 24 hours a day because there is a particulate that settles out into the furniture and the computer and, oh. and the keyboard and, the, and all of that stuff. So it really intensifies the experience over time. So that it's a really wonderful tool. Now, it's not, it's not the only thing you have to do in order not. to keep a cat calm, right. but it does help. It's it kind really of, it a sets lot. a nice sort of foundation. Thinking of that particulate that settles, should one think about cleaning their spaces at home in a different way, or you still have to dust and wipe things off? But, I mean, are you removing some of what settles and makes the cat feel better? You are, but remember, you're diffusing it into the air, right. so it's going to stay there. But the other part of that is is that one of the things that I do differently now than I ever used to is if I have a cat that's in the hospital, and it's true for my cats at home as well, I don't wash their bedding if it's not soiled because ah. that, that feel away will have settled down, yes. and, they, and they will also have their own scent markings on that bedding. And so that is a level of comfort that I'm going to take away as soon as I wash it. So when, when your kitty has to go to the vet, even just for a routine visit, maybe that's ridiculous because you're with them, but is the idea of the, the sweater or the T-shirt that has your scent on it, your smell on it, is that also comforting to them? Absolutely. I encourage people to bring stuff. Now, maybe not that T-shirt that you went running in a marathon, right? because <laughs> that might be a little bit overwhelming. But, you know, something Just nice, every day. You know, a pillow or, you know, every day a towel, you know, a- anything that has your own, the owner's scent on it, I think, is also part of that sort of um, scent profile. Yes. You know, cats develop this sort of family scent, and, and that's also very soothing to them. So a scent profile. Wow, that's really that's really pretty cool. What about the out of litter box issues vis-a-vis pheromone sprays? Because I know that from from the 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 folks at Precious Cat who are have I think Dr. Elsie almost began his whole litter company with cat attract litter that has these herbs that really do and kitten attract that draw cats into the litter box. But I think there's some confusion about when and where to use a pheromone spray since 
especially in the multi-cat family, everyone is heard till they're, you know, dizzy from it. One box per cat and plus one for the house and don't have them all together and don't have them somewhere remote and don't have them somewhere noisy like on top of the, the dryer. But what about the use of, say, the comfort zone spray around the issue of litter box use or disuse? Well, you know, I think it's most important, first of all, to identify why it's happening. Because they're, you know, in a multi-cat household in particular, one of the worst problems is is competition. Yes. And so if you, you know, once again, we're back to that safety thing. If I can't go to the bathroom and feel safe, wow, I'm going to not maybe use the litter box. Right. So so that, you know, creating that sort of family sense that we talked about, including pheromones, can be really helpful, but you really need to get to the bottom of what's happening in the household. Um, More than anything else, we will sit really for whatever length of time it takes to understand. And I have people use their phones to take both movies and still photographs of where the litter boxes are and what they look like. And is there a way, is there something happening around all that that we need to improve? Pheromones can certainly help, but boy, it's, you know, it's solving the mystery of why it's happening. Yes, of who is jumping out at whom when they go to have a tinkle. You know, or who is interrupting or who is, feels trapped at the end of a cul-de-sac because they can't exit that box safely. I mean, right? There's a feeling of entrapment. Right. And that's why you have to think about, you know, if you have two litter boxes and they're both in the same bathroom that only has one door, you really only have one litter box. Correct. Yes. And that's, and that's the position that you've put yourself in. But what about the spraying of the box. I, I understand that, all, and people do, I think, are getting to be more savvy about understanding the need for different litter boxes and for an older kitty, possibly a larger box with lower sides and on all those um, kind of subtleties. But given that you have, let's even say you have one cat and it's having problems and you put cat attract litter in the box and that seems to help, but maybe there's still some issues. Is, yeah, there, is there would, a way to use always, it or not yeah. use it? I mean, it, you're, I, I understand something about, I can't remember, something a, a doc once said about not spraying the, the pheromone spray on the box, on the outside of the box. You know, I don't use the spray very much around litter boxes because, it. you know, remember that it, it has an alcohol delivery system, and that alcohol has a really powerful odor until uh-huh. it evaporates. And so you don't. I don't use the spray very much there, but I will. Interesting. In, uh, I will use a, a multi-cat pheromone for the introduction of a new cat into the household yes. and, and things like that. So then the other. I'm sure that one of the the biggest requests you have is intercat problems. Multi-cat is <laughs> is in and in and of itself a, a kind of contradiction in terms for as you said how the cat lives and hunts which is solitary do you feel that while you can have those bonded pairs that asking more than two cats to live together is asking for trouble or is that not a good blanket statement oh i you know cats don't like cats they haven't known their whole lives you know and and remember that cats are territorial so what happens when you drop a new cat into a neighborhood the first thing that happens is there's fights because they have yep. to work it all out again. Yep. They have to work out the entire territorial home range business again. And the same thing happens in people's houses. You know, people tend to adopt cats serially rather than two at a time. And, and if I had my, if I could make the rules, cats would cats would be adopted out of litters in pairs at at minimum. That would that is a really great 
idea for people because I know that often cats are up for adoption who are bonded pairs and have been, for whatever reason, lost their original home. And people may think that two cats is more trouble than one, but if they're two cats who are pals and buddies, you've made their transition and their new life so much easier, right? Oh, boy, no kidding, because they come with a family. Yes. And, they're, and, and when, you know, while I'm gone at work, my bonded pair of cats have each other to fool around with, and so right. they don't die of boredom in the house. Or loneliness, you know, cats, or yeah, yeah. So, and cats who are are unrelated, they don't tend to come together in that really powerful bond, and they divide up the house like they divide up the neighborhood into you know time and space. Yes. So you tend to not see them in the same place at the same time. And not only are they not enjoying each other's company, they have a certain low level of stress, which may increase oh, yeah. in having to navigate the various parts which of the is, house, which is even becomes even worse when people insist on feeding their cats together. Yes, which they absolutely do not want to be side by side looking cute next no. to each other. They want to have privacy. They like to sit at the bar and have their cocktail alone. They don't want to go sit at the group table over there. Yeah, that, exactly. That's well, a, remember, they're, they're solitary hunters. They get, they get a mouse-sized meal, right, which is yes. not something you want to share. That's right. It's, it's not, not a lot, and you need the whole darn thing to keep the to keep the body going. Well, this is these are really great tips, and I'm I'm really looking forward to having you on the show more often with more of the the wisdom and advice. Some of it sounds so simple and practical, but it's life changing for the cats themselves. I I just want to say that the idea of getting two kittens from a litter or two cats who are already bonded is one that isn't really brought, hasn't been brought up with me by anybody. And the best advice you can give dog owners is never get two puppies at once, and definitely not from the same litter. It will make their ability to be trainable and so forth close to nil. It's, it's a prescription for disaster, whereas with cats, it's the opposite. And I don't think that that's stressed enough. So I'm really glad to have you say it. Thanks. It, you know, it's just I, I'm I'm unqualified to comment about dog behavior, so I'm not even, I can't even say anything about that. But but I will tell you that that the most important thing to remember is that cats don't like cats they haven't known their whole lives, and so so if we if we live by that golden rule and and got these kittens when they or cats from situations where they're bonded to one another, their lives will be immensely better. Well, I, this is just wonderful, wonderful advice, Elizabeth Colloran. Really appreciate you being here. Look forward to you coming back. You, uh, you co-chair the Cat-Friendly Practice and a board member of the American Association of Feline Practitioners. You're a really big deal in the cat world, and we're very grateful and proud to have you here on behalf of all the, the kitties, too, who are listening and those who are going to add cats to their life. Try and, try and have them come with the buddy system. That would be great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey, so your cat's appetite is satisfied longer without compromising her health. This is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food to your cat, even as part of her diet, although I recommend that canned food should always be your cat's primary diet. Feel free to reach out to me with questions or comments to radiopetlady at gmail.com. Now pop over to Amazon Prime or Tubi TV where you can watch streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free. Also thanks to Dr. Elsie's.